Hello and welcome to Take It or Leave It. It's a Christian podcast to encourage us all to implement real change in our lives based on the teachings of Jesus so that when the rapture occurs, we may all be caught up to meet Jesus Christ in the air. It's about spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. I'm your host, Madison Santiago. Hello and welcome back to Take It or Leave It. I am so excited that you are joining me here today because we are continuing our study on the holy and powerful word of God. I want to remind you and encourage you today that it's Jesus who teaches us that if you abide in my word, he says, you are my disciples indeed. We need to be engaged in the work of God. We're not going to learn God until you truly engage in the works of God. It's like being in neutral rather than drive, where you're really going and all your effort is in, but you're in the wrong gear. That's not productive. That's not moving in the work of God. We look for God in the place he says to find them, okay? And too many people are wanting God to meet them where they're at. And that's not the God we serve. He has a standard. We are all called to make disciples. And it doesn't matter which part of the fivefold ministry you are. That is a commandment. It doesn't matter if you're apostles, prophets, teachers, evangelists, pastors. You are expected to make disciples. And until you are engaged in the heavenly order to go make disciples, you absolutely will not learn God. Remember, Paul told Pastor Timothy to do the work of the evangelist. Make disciples. So where can you find God in the works of God that he has called you to do? Not in worldly activities, but the location where he sends you. It's God who tells you the place to go. We don't tell God. Don't you remember the story of Jonah? Jonah tried to tell God where he was going instead. You can read more about this, but be reminded what can happen if you ignore God's command. Moses was commanded to find God at Mount Sinai. And Moses had to go through thick smoke to find God. It was uncomfortable. And maybe he was seemed unsure. But the presence of God is where he wants us to find him. Not where we are comfortable. So do the works by God with God. Miracles will happen. Then what? You have things to share with people. You know, it's Mary who said, do whatever Jesus tells you. And then the disciples engaged. We today must not just say we love God, but demonstrate God's love through the work that we do. We can't just look godly. That's a problem today. There's a form of godliness, but many denying its power. Right? They just look godly. But we must seek and find him and engage in the work because that is when we will see the miracles of God. When do you see the sick healed? When you engage in the work of God, when you see the blind see in the works of God. So in these works, how will you prove God to people? Through miracles. That's what Jesus did. We discussed in the last episode about sharing the word of God over dinner. And the listeners are so engaged in what you're sharing, then suddenly the waitress interrupts. Right? Is that not a distraction? Distractions only apply to those devoted to God. Why? Because servants of God have a focus. When you have a focus, you can recognize when you're being moved away from your target, right? They know when you're distracted. Servants of God will know when they're distracted from God. 
To enter heaven, you must love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. We read in Luke 25 that the lawyer asked, what shall I do to receive eternal life? So what do we learn from that? That there's something you and I must do. Devotion is required to enter heaven. And devotion is all your heart, mind, soul, and strength to love your neighbor as yourself. Without focus, we will not know we are distracted. I hope this is so clear to you. So in Mark, which we read earlier in verse 7, explained in verse 19, that doesn't apply to us as we should not be distracted. Okay? This verse in the parable of the sower, this third type of person, is a person who is distracted. If you are a follower of God, it cannot apply to you. Today, there are people who when the word is sown, they hear the word, but then they get distracted by the cares of this world, and these distractions cause the word to be unfruitful. This results in people not changing and staying the same, the same unfruitful person. And sometimes we think that it's okay to be distracted sometimes, but one day of distraction can take weeks or years to restore sometimes. I wanted to share an example in the Bible about distractions, and this will help continue and support our study of the teaching of how worldly distractions choke the word. And I want to take you to 2 Samuel chapter 11, verse 1. And it says, And it happened in the spring of the year, at the time when kings go out to battle, that David sent Joab and his servants with him in all Israel, and they destroyed the people of Ammon and besieged Rabbah. But David remained at Jerusalem. Okay, so King David remained at Jerusalem rather than going to the war. Continuing on. Then it happened one evening that David arose from his bed and walked on the roof of the king's house. And from the roof he saw a woman bathing, and the woman was very beautiful to behold. So David sent and inquired about the woman, and someone said, Is this not Bethsheba, the daughter of Eliam, the wife of Uriah the Hittite? Then David sent messengers and took her, and she came to him, and he lay with her, for she was cleansed from her impurity, and she returned to her house. So, is there something wrong with what King David did here? Yes, it's adultery. Bathsheba was married, yet David pursued her anyway. Let's look how David then manipulated the situation. And as a note, manipulation is witchcraft. Even if you're not casting spells, it's a sin. Verse 5, And the woman conceived... So she sent and told David and said, I am with child. Then David sent to Joab saying, send me Uriah the Hittite. And Joab sent Uriah to David. So you see, David was going to try to cover up his error because he got Bathsheba pregnant, right? But God is the one that says our wrongs will be revealed. Okay. Continuing on in verse seven, when Uriah had come to him, David asked how Job was doing and how the people were doing and how the war prospered. And David said to Uriah, go down to your house and wash your feet. So Uriah departed from the king's house and a gift of food from the king followed him. So David was a man of God practicing witchcraft and manipulation. Okay, the king was sending food to the house of Uriah. That's manipulation. Feel good, Uriah. David was doing these things without God, which led to more trouble. Verse 9, But Uriah slept at the door of the king's house with all the servants of his lord and did not go down to his house. So Uriah was not obeying the king. Verse 10, So when they told David, saying, Uriah did not go down to his house, David said to Uriah, Did you not come from a journey? Why did you not go down to your house? In other words, David is really saying, Hey, don't you miss your wife? Don't you not want to rest? 
Verse 11, And Uriah said to David, The ark and Israel and Judah are dwelling in tents, and my lord Joab and the servants of my lord are encamped in the open fields. Shall I then go to my house and eat and drink and to lie with my wife? As you live and as your soul lives, I will not do this thing. So this was an insult to the king. Uriah insulted David. He was saying, King David, how could you ask me to do that with the condition of my callings in the war? Intense? How can I just relax? This, of course, made David feel guilty, but not convicted. Okay, those are two different things, and we're not going to focus on that teaching today. But David chose to respond to this with more manipulation. Then David said to Uriah, wait here today also, and tomorrow I will let you depart. So Uriah remained in Jerusalem that day and the next. Verse 13, now when David called him, he ate and drank before him, and he made him drunk. And at the evening, he went out to lie on his bed with the servants of his Lord, but he did not go down to his house. So Uriah was invited by the king to eat and drink. And Uriah went, right? But this is a flattery invite from King David. Do you see how David was like a witch and acted because he wanted something from Uriah? David wanted his way, so David made Uriah drunk. And David wanted Uriah to lie with his wife and sleep with his wife. So it appeared as though Uriah got her pregnant. But Uriah didn't do that. And remember, this is before the Holy Spirit. Can you imagine that Uriah was not baptized by the Holy Spirit, but still focused on his calling and identity? Uriah was called to war and was still focused on this while drunk. It doesn't mean we can get drunk today because we know this is foolish behavior. We know better. But Uriah was a drunk person staying focused. Wow. You see, a man or woman of God hold to the calling in all situations. We are saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. We stand firm. Amen? Have you ever attended a celebration but you weren't really celebrating? In John chapter 17, verses 14 to 16, it says, I have given them your sword, and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one, that they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. So who's with us now? The Holy Spirit. He gives us the power to, and if we have him, there cannot be a human or satanic power to divert your attention from God, right? This is what Satan likes. But remember, no weapon formed against you will prosper. Satan wants us to be distracted. When we're in celebrations, maybe we're with our family. He wants us to be celebrating with them. But there is such a task at hand. How could you celebrate? I'm not saying celebrations are wrong, that it's wrong to be happy, but you cannot lose your focus. No sower of discord is going to prosper. What is a sower of discord? This is the person who plants gossip or lies to cause fights. This occurs in ministry today. Even they can't divert your attention from your master, Jesus Christ. In this story, there are two men, right? King David and Uriah the Hittite. David was a man after God's heart, we know, but he messed up. King David was relaxing while others were in war. If David were in the war where he should have been, if he was focused, he wouldn't have even seen the beautiful woman, meaning he would not have been distracted. See what happens when we choose not to focus on Jesus? The church people must be engaged in the works of God, the warfare. Why? So they're not distracted. There is a reason why Jesus teaches us these things. Uriah was engaged in battle. 
David was not engaged. Who failed? King David. Uriah knew his identity through everything. He knew his task. He knew his calling. David failed. If Uriah was baptized in the Holy Spirit, could you imagine how much power that would be? But if a man could do it then, we can also remain focused today. The more we can because we have the Holy Spirit. So I encourage you, do not allow distractions. Stay focused. Stay engaged in the work of God. You were called for a purpose. And God's purpose for you is greater than any man's purpose. We live in the world, but we are not living like the world. Amen? Amen. Be encouraged. Thank you so much. This is Take It or Leave It. God bless you all.